The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whip Beer, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. Hello, my name is Precious Rose Dunlap, and this is my mother, Michelle Timlake Roll, founder of Marjorie's Beef Jerky Incorporated. We would at this time like to thank our new customers as well as our repeating customers for your business. For every one million orders that we receive, our company is giving $2 million away to the bottom amongst 400 of our paid customers. You see, that's the way we roll! So come place an order at www.marjoriesbeefjerky.com. That's www.marjoriesbeefjerky.com. Marjorie's Beef Jerky is the best tasting beef jerky on this planet! Marjorie's Beef Jerky! Yeah, that's right, because that's the way we roll. Yeah! This is the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, August 24th. I'm Donald Ware. We are four days, count them, four days away from the start of the HBCU football season. Football is here. It has been here now for a couple of weeks. Of course, with respect to our countdown to kickoff, which took place this past Saturday at Zwelly's in Durham, this week we're going to replay some of the interviews that we had with the coaches on yesterday replayed the interview with North Carolina A&T head football coach Sam Washington. And now you're going to hear from Livingstone head football coach Sean Gilbert. Yes, that Sean Gilbert that played in the National Football League had a chance to talk with him about a number of different things, including what made Livingstone the right job for him. So now we have our coach who is here with us live. He's new to Livingstone. He's not new to not new to football. Was it was an all pro player, as a matter of fact, when he played uh, in the National Football League uh, for the Rams, uh, for the then Redskins, now Washington football team, for the Panthers, and also for the Raiders. Again, in his first season as the head football coach at Livingstone is Sean Gilbert, who joins us here on the countdown. What's going on, Coach Gilbert? And just grinding, you know, trying to get a team prepared. We got a game in two weeks. I'm telling you, and and, and first of all, I, I appreciate you, um, your SID, Aaron, for making the trip up here. It's not terribly far, but to be able to make that trip, you guys got a lot going on to prepare for a game uh, in a couple of weeks. We really appreciate that. Um, what made Livingstone the right job for you? I think sometimes like this timing and everything that you do and you know, the opportunity and the door was open and I think it was the right place for me in terms of the opportunities to come in and try to help mentor and be a part of these young men's lives and use football as a tool to do that. And, um, you know, meeting with the, the president, Dr. Jimmy R. Jenkins and Dr. Davis and uh, Coach Lamont Massey, I think we came to, you know, 
the conclusion that this would be a good opportunity for all of us. You know, I look at the landscape of HBCU football and some of the pros that are that are coaching now. Deion Sanders at Jackson State, Tyrone Wheatley uh, at Morgan, Eddie George um, is at uh, is at uh, Tennessee State. Reggie's, uh, Reggie's Barlow's right up here. That's right, at Virginia State. Yeah. And now yourself right at, at Coach Livingston. Ma- Coach Massey, Robert Massey. That's right. I mean, you, so many, right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, you can't yeah. – you, you just forget a lot of them, right? Right. Yeah. Of course, Coach at North Carolina yeah. Central, of course. So um, what, does that, what does that mean? I don't know if you, if you really knew HBCU before coming to Livingstone, but what does that mean to be at an HBCU now for you? I think it's an incredible opportunity and experience, you know, given that I went to a PWI. And, um, and, and coming out of high school, those are the schools that are promoted to, you know, uh, players that are considered top players. Uh, I think if, if more opportunities are presented for HBCUs and the history that goes behind that, I think you would have more guys that would take advantage of that. So that's one of the things that intrigued me in terms of being able to come back and be a part of culture, you know, and experience culture uh, in this in this organic state and not and, and, and have an impact on young men's lives to help them understand from both sides of the fence you can still do whatever it is you want to do in life. And also to be right at a place – um, where you played a good amount of time in Carolina. I mean, you're not that far uh, down the road from Charlotte and when you play for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I mean, being near being, uh, Carolina is my home. You know, I've been here for over 20-something years. Uh, when I retired, raised my children, and um, watched them grow on and go on with their lives. So I think it's a, it was just timing and a great opportunity um, for that presented itself and has uh, put me in this position. Of course, Sean Gilbert is the new head football coach at Livingstone. He joins us here on Box to Rose Countdown to kickoff. Uh, so the new blue field, right? Like I, I, I've seen it. It looks it looks good. Talk about, you know, sort of talk about that. Well, I mean, you know, there's some exciting things that we've been working on and we have a great opportunity to partner with uh, the, Honey Bear, the Honey Bear Project and um, Nadia Sellers and them coming in and working with Coach Massey and Dr. Jenkins and so forth to, you know, help create opportunity, new opportunities and give a new visual to the, to the college. And so, you know, we want to increase, you know, all of our opportunities of exposure in a positive way. And I think this is one of those opportunities that does that for us. So 40 returners from that 2019 school, I know you're new, but 40 returners, um, you know, sort of, sort of speak to that, those guys that are returning, how much they can really help because they, you know, they, they understand Livingstone, uh, but then also how camp is going to this point. Well, I mean, having, having 40 returners is, is one thing, but what we look at is guys giving everybody an opportunity to play. And just because you have returners don't mean that they're the guys that can get out on the field. So we're going to be a young team coming in, and we're, we're building and establishing a foundation for what we want to do for the upcoming years. So we're going to take our, our lumps and we're going to take our baby steps and we're going to grow from there. As far as camp goes, you know, camp has been, it's like in anything, you know, you, you want perfect days whenever you go to practice. So, um, you know, is there good days, there's bad days. And I think we're trying to do our, we're doing our best job with our guys and trying to get them prepared and ready to go for Clark. Um, so let's talk a little bit of personnel. Um, have you named your starting quarterback as of yet? Uh, our starting quarterback is Miles Hayes. He's a returner. Coming, uh, he had some injuries uh, two years ago, but he's coming back. He's healthy, so he'll be our returner, uh, our starting quarterback. Yeah, and then uh, talk about some of the guys you're expecting 
maybe to step up, whether it's, uh, you know, guys from that 2019 or some of the guys you've brought in that are new? Well, I mean, we have, we're young, so we'll, have, we'll take the mature guys that are ready to step in and play the role that we want them to play. Um, most of the guys that we have coming back are maybe transfers, so we don't really identify anyone as, it, as, it, as of right now as being penciled in. Uh, we still have a few, a few more weeks before we get ready, and uh, we're just taking our, our time but not taking our time trying to make sure we put the right guys on the field. So you may have veterans also playing with freshmen, uh, you know, just to, because they'll have the better continuity in terms of working together. What, is, what has been sort of, because Livingstone has, when you talk about the football family, Livingstone has, has struggled uh, over the years. Um, what are some of the first things you did when you came in as the head coach to sort of shift or change the culture? Well, you know, it's always difficult when you're coming into a situation and you're dealing with young men that have already adjusted to, you know, a previous head coach. So establishing what your expectations are coming out the gate are what you have to impose first of all. So guys can understand what your expectations are. And they have to look within themselves and say, am I really to take this challenge or should I do something different? And so we have some guys that say, that, you know, they'll take the challenge. And you have other guys that, you know, they want to get into the portal. So for us, it's just a matter of finding the right guys that understand the system that we want to put in play and then building from that. And that's what we've done. We've gone out and recruited uh, some good young men that have a passion to play and want to have an opportunity to, uh, to show those, that passion on the field. Speaking of recruiting, um, you know, when you go into, and I don't know, it may have been a little bit different. I don't know how many homes you could have gone into because of COVID and so forth. But you haven't played in the league. How much does that, I mean, the parents would, would, would remember that, right? Like, how much does that help? Well, I mean, it's, you know, I'm 51, so, you know, some of the parents might know, but then, then, you know, a lot of them, you know, they don't have a clue. So when you're going into a home, you know, I, I introduce myself as the head football coach, and then if, if information or questions lead open to opening up other doors, I do that. I don't try to go in and, and you know, put an NFL badge out there because they need to meet the coach as a person, not in terms of any accolades or success they've had because they want to entrust their, their child to you. So it doesn't matter what you've accomplished. It's about how can you relate to that young man. And so, you know, the pandemic hadn't given us the opportunities to go inside of everyone's homes, but we've used the Zooms and all of those things to recruit and uh, build relationships with, with people outside so that we can build the type of football team that we want. Uh, I looked at your schedule. Like the first three games are on the road. They're against SIAC opponents, Clark, um, Savannah State, Allen. Uh, speak to, you know, talk about that. That's tough, a tough, tough, tough. That's a tough, that's tough. That's tough. Well, yeah. I don't think we'll, given opportunities dealing with COVID, I don't, you know, we don't have an easy game. And no one's going to take us lightly. One coming in and, and being being a new team, new coach, you gotta you gotta really you know get yourself prepared because we're not the team you want to lose to. So for us, you know, we approach every game as though how are we giving ourselves an opportunity? And I share with my players, chance favors the prepared man. So and that's just not in the game, but it's going to be from play to play. So. That's what we try to empower our young men to understand, and we're working towards trying to get them to be consistent in their due diligence and wanting to be competitive on the field. 
have you all, I'm sure, have started scouting Clark? I mean, I know they didn't play either. So, I mean, it's good from that standpoint because you got some teams that are playing um, and the opponent played in the spring, which is a, maybe a bit of a disadvantage, but neither you nor Clark played in the, in the, uh, in the spring. You're right. We, 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 uh, we've only we got a few days in in the spring, but COVID kind of worked against us in that sense. So this has been the most consistent work we've been able to get thus far. So just like I said earlier, taking baby steps this is what we're doing. We're not trying to put out a bunch of fluff or make people think that we're getting ready to do something we're not. We're going to be humble, we're going to work hard, and we're going to get good results. What do you remember most about you? are a really good, really good player, right? I, I, I probably, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I won't. <laughs> I grew up, uh, you know, I'm still a huge Washington football team fan. Uh, you, you played with us for, for one. But even before that, you know, with the Rams, uh, with the then Redskins Washington football team, didn't play for two years, come back to the Panthers and still a really – I mean, that, 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 that's tough to still be a really good player that haven't sat out for two years. But what do you remember most about your days in the National Football League? Well, you know, the days – what you get are great memories. And most of my memories consist of relationships that I had playing. You know, the game in and of itself is very tough and it's very demanding. But the relationships you cultivate within that are some of your best memories. And then, you know, you have, you have your gameplay that's memorable to you. But for me, it's mostly the relationships that I had when I, when I had opportunity. So that's going to do it for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Hope you enjoyed again this week replaying some of the interviews that we had with the coaches from our countdown to kickoff on Saturday. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast as we come to you Monday through Friday right here on your favorite outlet where you listen to or download podcasts. Talk with you tomorrow. BoxToRow.com is the website for all of your HBCU sports needs. From the game of the week feature to interviews to the latest news in the world of HBCU sports. BoxToRow.com has you covered. Missed a week of From the Press Box to Press Row? BoxToRow.com has all the archive shows. Don't forget to check out the All-American teams and weekly media coaches polls. From the Press Box to Press Row. And BoxToRow.com. Your HBCU sports. Sports leader.